there, lovely. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours. Hi, this is Candice Lease, Wendy Rodwell on Neighbours. And you are listening to the award-winning... The best podcast in the entire world. For the Neighbourhood Rewatch. So welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. The award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Uh, I am your host of sorts, JK. And uh, today we have with us Adam. All right. And we have Tim. Nah, we don't. Nah, we don't. No, Tim is not well, unfortunately. Uh, he's not specified what he's not well with. Um, that is for you. Maybe should we do a Twitter poll about it? What do we think Tim's Tim's not well with? Definitely do that. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, have you? Do you take much interest in Twitter at the moment, Adam? With, with the whole Elon Musk thing? Going I don't on? care about that. You don't, don't care, care about that. And I don't care about Elon Musk at all. Um, there was a there was a little spell when everyone was leaving Twitter or planning to leave Twitter. It was the end of Twitter. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. That's my that's my favorite thing about Twitter at the moment is that everyone go like when he took over, it's like, right, we're moving over, we're gonna move over to Mastodon or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, which I did have a look at and didn't understand, but that's potentially because cause you can't tweet or tweet on it. I don't think you can tweet on it now. No. I think you Mastodon on it. I don't know. I don't know what the term is. But, yeah, my favourite thing about Twitter now is that everyone just goes, oh, just coming to check in. And, like, you've not fucking left at no, all. you're just on Twitter, dickheads. You're just on Twitter, but you have to now, because you made such a fucking stink the other week, you yeah. now have to qualify. Oh, I'm just checking in to see all my friends. No, you're not. You're just yeah. on Twitter. Fucking leave or don't. Yeah, I mean, I it, I think Twitter, in general, like it's it, it depends what you're using it for. It, it's it's it, whether you take it seriously or not. Like I'll read some things on Twitter and I'll just think you're all dickheads. <laughs> like they're just like I'll just a random post about I don't know Argentina winning the World Cup. People are dicks, and I think oh I'm gonna tell them they're dicks, and I just think I don't need to do that. I know they're dicks. Yeah, that's all you need to know. That you know, I'm not. I'm not getting involved. So it's been quite a good. Um, what do you call it? It's like a good lesson in the fact that you don't need to rise to things. I think I'm more calm, having battled through Twitter. I think it's good for that. You you rise above these things. Rise above the hate, exactly. Rise above hate. Um, so yeah, you can find us on Twitter, by the way, if you do want to rise above the hate with us. We're not dicks on Twitter, are we? We're like our socials are generally just here's a funny clip from neighbours. Yeah, here's Toadie arsing around. Yeah. There here's was a... something funny we've said. There was a good clip. I think not that was... Tim said, I should say. Like, but me and just like me or you probably. Tim and said it. <laughs> there was a good clip, I think, from our friends at Erinsborough News. Uh, she did post something on Twitter, and it was it was a bit racy. It was fucking Lou and Cheryl having a bit of a a late night uh, late night sesh. Oh, and apparently, so, yeah, it was a bit racy. Yeah. Racy, not racy. racist. No, no, it wasn't racist. Good, good. Uh, can you have racist sex? If anyone can, <laughs> it's Lou Carpenter. No, apparently Cheryl's kind of waking him up and he's kind of like half asleep, just kind of pumping away. Uh, yeah. Something for Tim to look forward to in married life next year, I imagine. I imagine separate bedrooms. 
<laughs> Not just because Grace is fucking well rich and they'll have separate wings, I imagine. You sleep on the, on the east side and all that kind of shit. I reckon because, the, yeah, I can't imagine them. I don't want to imagine them. But, yeah, I don't, I, maybe on his birthday. Yeah, birthday anniversary, obviously, as well. Uh, maybe. Not for not for Gracie's birthday. Well, no, she she wants a treat. Um, <laughs> what? Maybe that's part of the reason. You know, when like people have a birthday near Christmas, and you think, "Fucking hell, they're only getting one set of presents." Maybe she's hoping the anniversary is like so near Christmas. Only Combined got a shag him. I've got a shag him less. Yeah, yeah, it's already one. Yeah, it's only one less time. You that's have what, that's now. for Christmas. You can't have anniversary as well because they're too close. Yeah, pick and choose. Throw New Year's Eve in there as well. So yeah, yeah, you're not getting anything because it's the anniversary. Yeah, brilliant combo. Yeah, that is that is genius thinking. Well done, Grace. <laughs> uh, so this is a, an award-winning neighbours podcast. It's what? It's an award-winning neighbours podcast. It is. It is. Uh, but even though it, recently it has been a mainly uh, Tim bashing podcast. <laughs> To we be just, fair, I think we are nominated in the Tim Bashing podcast category this year, along with about 10 other podcasts, to be fair. It's going to be a tricky one. I don't know if we're going to be able to win it. I mean... There is Matt, a lot of them. I, I mean, think Seth is probably the favourite <laughs> with his um, um, Biscuit biscuit podcast. I don't know. Yeah, The Guardian have gone pretty hard on Tim as well, to be honest. Yeah. Top 10 Tim Bashing got a podcast. I think Grace has got one out, out actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to be nominated it's nice to be nominated it is it is it's just nice to be thought of um it's just great to see what a, a, a large community out there <laughs> <laughs> and to feel a part of that community community uh tim will be back soon uh so you just stuck with us too for the time being uh and me and you have watched episodes uh 4051 to 4055 yep. on daily motion neighbors uk fans forever um should we start talking about the storylines? Yes, please. Yes, please. Let's talk about the amnesia storyline. Uh, we still did, going. It is still going. Uh, we did say last week that Carl got a phone call to say, yep, Susan's booked for the next lot of episodes. Um, and she was booked and she came back. Uh, but she came back with old Craig the farmer, uh, the dodgy farmer that we saw the other week, who definitely looked like he was about to kidnap her. She shows up with him. And she's been there all week. Uh, it's much to, to Carl's dismay uh, because they're, they've been shagging, right? Whoa. Come on. Right. This is the dodgy thing with this storyline. We've mentioned it before. I'm going to mention it again. I don't think they have been shagging. We find out they've been watching a lot of reality TV. What the fuck? Um, but in her head, she is 16 years old. She Jackie Woodburn is still acting up a storm here, but she's acting like a 16-year-old. So for, for me, she is 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, dodgy fa- what's the dodgy farmer guy called? Craig. Craig wants to shag her. Worrying. Yeah. Carl, obviously her husband in like normal times, wants to shag her. This is worrying for me because these <laughs> middle-aged men are trying to shag this 16-year-old. In a red, like it's, this is like you just got to, uh, you just got to assume and account for the fact that she's sixteen at the moment. They are not doing. She eat the Craig the farmer's like I wouldn't mind shagging her. 
Carl is like, well, it's my wife. I should be shagging her. <laughs> She's 16, guys. 16. Weird. Yeah, it is weird. Uh, especially when Craig booked them a nice room at Lasters as well. Lasters. Everyone else's book, like Ray, was tra- Ray the Marine was trying to book a room at Lasseter's last week so he could shag D at Lasseter's. Nice little night out. Lou was trying to book a room in Lasseter's to shag Rosie the Reverend. That's what you do if you want to shag someone. Yeah, like him to Lasseter's. Tim, if he was lucky <laughs> and it was that day of the year, would be booking a room at Lasseter's. You don't. You just get a one night because let's be honest. Like, come on, it won't be happening more than once. But. That's what Tim would be doing. You book a room at Lasseter's for a shag. Exactly. Grace would never book a room at Lasseter's. No, it'd be... I don't know what the Australian equivalent of holiday uh, Premier Inn is, but it'd be that. If only we had an Australian to ask. Yeah, she's in the other room right now. Fucking hell. I can shout her if you want. No, I'm not a bobby. No, she hates it when I do that. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So... Carl and Susan argue, obviously, because Susan's just been away all week. She has, Carl puts in a very important plot point as well. She has missed her appointment with the psych- psychiatric person. So yeah. obviously, you can't get, that's it. You want them done there. That's you, it. Not, it's like the dentist. You miss that appointment, struck, you're off, mate. This is it. Because we've mentioned, like, surely they should be doing more. And I still think they should. Because how, long, how many weeks have we done this now? Four or five weeks? Yeah, something like that. So... No one has tried to help this woman in any way. She went to the hospital day one and ran away. Since then, she has completely lost her mind, thinks she's 16, ran away. Pedo Farm has been having a go. Like, she's yeah. still not, she's still broke. Yeah, she's still broke. No one is trying to fix this woman. It's weird as fuck. Yeah, they're all too, they're all too predisposed with trying to well they're trying to do it the wrong way so, so yeah. instead of like going to see a psychiatrist or whatever it is drew's gone ah oh, you used to make lemon meringue pies should we have a go at making one <laughs> and she goes yeah all right we'll try turns out she can still make a banging lemon meringue pie yeah. No, no, no neurosurgery or neuroscience to be seen. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen many studies on the uh, lemon meringue pie. She sings a nursery rhyme as well. At one point, she remembers a she nursery rhyme that, that Libby's sing singing to Ben that she probably sang to Libby once upon a time as well. Yeah, and then Drew's like, "What? What? Memories coming back? Memories come back? Get, get, get the lemons! Get the lemons! <laughs> get another fucking pie on the go." But no, she can't remember at all. Um, and but she does have a nice little day with Drew, though. Uh, again, not helping her. She's just arsing around with Drew. Yep. And and they're like, "Oh, do you want to come over and watch some more reality TV?" Bus Packers, it's called. Bus Packers. That's what it sounded like. Bus Packers. Bus like Packers. it's some sort of reality show, and people can get kicked what? off the show. What, what do you think the con- should we try and come up with the concept of Bus Packers right now? So- I don't know. This is this isn't going to be a funny, funny answer. But like, is it a bit like the coach trip that we yeah, have in the UK, something yeah. like that? Yeah, uh, I reckon the final round as well is probably a very intense game of that's my bag, as well. Maybe that's how they figure out who's getting kicked off that week. They hold on, bag, they go, "That's my bag," and they're like, "You're right, you're safe. You're on the bus. Yeah. 
But what if it's not? Yeah, if it's not their bag, what do you do? You get bus packed off. There you go. Yeah, pack uh, packed off or fucked off. (laughs) So yeah, they watch reality TV. Uh, Susan falls asleep on the couch, uh, and Carl gives her a kiss on the head. A little bit creepy. And then just kind of stares at her going, should I? Should I do something? No, no, I better go back. No, no. It was quite nice. I thought he was going to push too hard and she was going to like fall out with him again. But he, he just watched the shit TV show, ate some crisps and then fucked off. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. I'll just have a wank when I get back home. Sounds like most of my dates when I was 16, to be fair. <laughs> but you want to make sure you have the crisps after the wank because you don't want to, you don't want to have a salt and vinegar and then go for the... Wow! Yowzer, Yowzer, indeed. And it probably smelled like cheese and onion anyway. Oh, revolting. So there we go. That's the amnesia stuff going on. Uh, We also, we've we've not not only got got amnesia, we've also got food poisoning on the go as well. Still, this has been going on about a month. All sorts of ailments going on. Uh, Right, do you reckon there's more chance of Tim having amnesia food poisoning or pretend fainting disease uh all three are in the episodes this week yeah definitely the third one i think the third one yeah the one that's most bullshit i agree (laughs) (laughs) uh but i do think someone's a better actor Sorry, food poisoning. Go on. So food poisoning. We find out the culprit. And surprise, surprise, it's not Harold's Cafe because no. he has very good uh, labeling practices uh, and got rid of all the stuff after the, like, as he should have done, he, he just, he wasted all that food. He discarded of it properly in the yep. right manner. Uh, the, the culprit, of course, is Lou. Of course, of course he's not. He's not going to have a proper labeling system. No. He's not going to dispose of fucking anything. Not asked. In the past, he's had like meat in a fridge and, and blood poured out of it when it went... He's done... Oh, he, he had a pig the other day that someone <laughs> said, kill me that pig, I want to eat that pig. He's making shit up as he goes along, this lad. Exactly. Um, of course it was going to be Lou. Of course it was going to be Lou. Uh, and he admits this to Rosie. Uh, and Rosie's like, well, you've got to tell Harold because, you know, he's affected business. So he's all right. Okay, fucking hell. I suppose I better, I know, I better come clean. Goes, and I was like, oh, it's quite busy today. And I was like, brilliant. Well, business is back on then. No need to tell you. Yeah. I'm off. Uh, I've got some fucking gone off meat that I need to get rid of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Rosie goes, my bit in for this, for not saying she keeps sticking her oar in. I'm fed she up is sticking her oar in again. What, there was something, though, that we didn't speak about last time, which I do want to um, return to slightly. It was about the Lou was doing a raffle at the bridal fair. Do you remember this? Yes, and he, and he rigged the raffle, didn't he? He blatantly rigged it for the reverend, his girlfriend, to win, who wasn't impressed by this, understandably, like... You've you've blatantly just cheated. Lou does not understand that he's been a little cheating bastard, and he can't understand why Rosie, the Reverend, has gone. Whoa, hang on, can't do that. That's fucking well obvious. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want a room at Lasseter's. I'm not sure. And, and he's why he's barefaced. We're going. Yeah, didn't rig it. It was just luck. Just the way he goes. Oh, all right then. Fair enough. 
So this is the thing. So I was on Rose's side for that because I was like, Lou, you fucking idiot. But then straight away, she's sticking her roaring, telling him to to go and um, own up to Harold. And I'm on the, the side of Lou here because I think something like, yeah, he's clear conscience, but you are not helping in any way if you go back on, on it, I don't think. What do you think? Would you go? Would you have told Harold? Would you have gone back and gone? Actually, I fucked it up. So, uh, oh, he's done the right thing in the he end. Has. He, he does. He always does the right thing in the end, but only when he's exhausted all his other options. Uh, and Harold's understandably annoyed at him for that as well. And he's like, "Oh, sorry, mate. I hope you can forgive me." And Harold's like, "Well, actually, no, I can't. Uh, I nearly had to sack. I nearly had to sack Penny today. He does nearly sack Penny. Sack Penny, to be fair. Harold is like the least Christian man ever, though, isn't he? Like, <laughs> like, he, like he's all over the top Christian, but then never forgives ever, anyone. Always holds a grudge. Can be an asshole when he wants to be. Yeah, he's. It's when he soups, and they're the worst kind of Christians, I think. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, but don't worry. Because please, Lou's got a plan. Do we find out what the plan is? No, we get it. Not we get yet. a lovely little cliffhanger. Because Lou's like, "Don't worry, I'm going to make this cafe busy again." Rubs his hands together, and you're like, "Oh, this is going to be a classic Lou shenanigans." Yeah, he up. does. He does. You're right. I'm looking forward to finding out what he does. What do you think it will be? What do you think? Uh, I don't know. He's got to incorporate something else as well. I reckon. Uh, do you reckon he's going to do some sort of meat raffle? No, well, we've had the raffle meet. recently. I mean, like, he's been gonna... a million and one things. We had a hypnotist. We've had all sorts of shit. I don't know what he's going to do now. I is he going like to rebrand the cafe a little bit, maybe? I Right, okay. I reckon for one week only, he will try and make Penny and Harold as well, which will not end well, wear roller skates. <laughs> roller skates for a week. It won't work. Penny will be pretty good. Harold will be shit, and then it won't. It won't happen. No, I've got another idea. This one's more more possible. I think it will incorporate a couple of other characters from a storyline we'll talk about in a minute. Don't worry, we'll get to it. That involves singing. Ah, that is a very good one. That is a good prediction. Yeah, it'll hold some sort of. It'll be like. It'll be live aid, but for, it'll be Harold aid. Something with singers. Yeah, it'll be something with singers because we have got some very talented singers on the cast at the moment. Uh, this whole sc- schooly lot of kids. Uh, so, question think... in regards to the school. Quick question. It's not full on pedoing, but Connor is at that school a lot. He is, and nothing that whatever they're building isn't getting built. I haven't seen them actually building anything since him and Stuart were building stuff probably about two months ago. Yeah, I can't even remember what they're meant to be building now. Was it another gym know. or a sports hall or something? But it's not, it's definitely not getting built because he's spending all this time just fucking cruising he's, the corridors. He's just in the corridors, it's weird. Yeah, he's always in like you. I know they've got no high, they've got no principal at the moment because Susan's 16. Yeah, but. Surely there's someone in place going, do you know what? Can these builders stop walking through? Can they like go round yeah. or use a different entrance and stop talking to all the, the schoolgirls, please? Yeah, it's it's a bit off, I think. Something needs to be done. Yeah, it is a little bit. Um uh, so Tani 
the uh, the school scrubber, of course. Yeah. Uh, invites herself to Sheldon Connor's cinema date. They're off to go see some shitty film or rom-com or something. And she's like, no, well, let's go see watch a German subtitle film instead. <laughs> You'll be all right reading that, won't you, Connor? Hey, hey? And he's like, nah, fuck's sake. G'day, this is Mark Rafferty, also known as Dr. Darcy Tyler on Neighbours. And you're listening to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Though I'd like to know what awards they won. They didn't tell me. Yeah, he could have just told her to just fuck off, but he does tell Joe that he doesn't trust Tani at all. He's like, she, like, I'm, he says to Joe, look, I'm going to go and try and finger your daughter here, but she's crashing the party. We don't need it. And Joe's like, no, fair enough. I've done some fingering in my day as well, usually backseat of a car. You know what I'm like? I'm Joe Scully. <laughs> but he, so Joe doesn't like Tani. Connor obviously doesn't like Tani, but then we find something out about Tani that I wasn't really expecting. I wasn't yeah. expecting this. So Rosie, while this is going on, is doing choir practice at the school. Is that right? Is that what she was doing? Yeah, because obviously the church is burnt down. And burnt down. The town hall or whatever is is unavailable. So she's like, right, we're going to do it at the school. Uh, I'm assuming it's for charity. There's some other fucking fundraiser for this fucking church. Probably. Bold prediction. This church will never fucking get built again. You'll never see a church again. You'll never see a Rosie church Rosie will have left the show. And there will be no mention of a church ever again. Yeah, there will never be a church. Uh, so, yeah, she's doing this fundraiser. You know, I have a good old thing. And they're like, oh, we've got somebody who's fucking brilliant. You know, you're, and you're, we're all thinking, it, you're going, oh, it's fucking Del Goodrum, isn't it? Del Goodrum, she's fucking Del there. She's fucking, she's got loads of great hits, Del Goodrum. Name one. Oh, that's a good point, actually. I don't fucking know any. No. Uh, the Climb? No, that's Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Uh, I don't know. I actually don't know. I know she's a singer and she's a very good singer, but yeah. I couldn't tell you a fucking June. Nope. Uh, no. But she somehow made a very successful offer. So well done, Delta Goodrum. Um, so yeah, Lynn, Lynn Scully is weirdly keen to join this choir. I thought this was quite funny though. Uh, because you, there's a, a few little serious storylines on. One going alongside it is Lynn wants to try out for this choir. And, and everyone's like, fucking hell, not Lynn. Like, everyone's doing it. The full Scully house are doing it. Connor's a part of it. Connor's like, oh, I'm, you're fucking shit. Um, <laughs> then Harold's a part of this. Like, Lynn's like, oh, I'm thinking of try- about trying out for this choir. And Harold's like, oh, I don't know about that. So even Har- everyone on the street knows yeah, Lynn is Harold shit. pulls Rosie aside and is like, don't let her fucking sing. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. let her anywhere fucking near a microphone. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's, I thought it was really good. And Lynn's oblivious to all this, obviously. And she rocks up and she sings All Things Bright and Beautiful, um, an absolute um, school assembly banger. Um, one of my favourites. And she fucking butchers it, obviously. Mm. Um, what would you have sang? If you were doing, like, can you remember any songs from our assembly days that you that you remember, that you enjoyed, that you would sing? Uh, no, I was I was more into doing the actions because there was some that you'd have actions with as well. Okay. Uh, so it wasn't necessarily the words; it was it was doing the, the little dance. It was the dance along with it. That's I'm all about the dance. Okay. I uh, see. I liked two that I remember. I, I liked Autumn Days when the grass is jeweled. Do you remember that one? I do now. You mention it. Yeah. That's a fucking tune. That's a very jaunty intro, isn't it? With piano intro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And also, if I had a hammer, I liked that one as well. 
Yes, that is a good one as well. June. Um, I would have probably gone with one of those. Yeah. Do you think uh, uh, Do you think Tim's brother can play either of those on the piano? Should we get him to do them at the wedding? It's worth an ask. <laughs> um, so Lynn does that, fucking butchers it, and then Rose is like, oh, finally, my fucking star's arrived, and it pans round, and you see it, like, someone's singing. I don't know what they're, what they're singing. Amazing Grace? I think it is. Amazing Grace. And it pans round and Lynn's like, oh, that's what actual singing sounds like. And then Rosie sees it and she's like, that's my star. And then Harold's there, I think. And Harold's like, fucking hell, she's better than Lynn. And then Delta Goodrum's there and you're like, whoa, hang on. Well, wait a minute, this is the swerve. I mean, she's singing along. Oh, mine she is. She knows all the fucking words. She's singing yeah. along, mouthing, mouthing words. But it's yeah. not her. Who is it? And you're thinking, who the fuck is this? Is this absolute angel? Of course, it is the school scrubber, Tani. Scrubber with a heart of gold. Scrubber with a heart of gold and a voice of an angel. Uh, yeah, and she's like, and it's a complete swerve as well because earlier on in the coffee shop, she's like, uh, what's, what are these fucking flyers about, you fucking losers? Yeah, fucking choir, <laughs> you dicks. Yeah, it fucking rips them up and says, oh, I'm, I'm going to get fingered. That's <laughs> what cool kids are doing. She looks attacked, to be fair. Yeah, true. Uh, but... Now everyone now now people have something on Tani because she's ashamed of being a good singer. She shouldn't be. Look at Delta Goodrum. She's fucking made a packet out of this. Fucking men. Where's um, Tani? She's made the fucking thing is with Tani. So she's like, don't tell anyone. I'll fucking kill you if you tell anyone. Then so I was like, oh, that's quite a good swerve. I quite like that. Then the next scene is her practicing in the school. When anybody could just walk past, just in a classroom, not in a secret room or anything where you might get fingered, like just in a regular classroom where you probably shouldn't get fingered. Um, depends what lesson you're doing. Like if you turn the lights out and watching a film in science, get fingered. Who cares? Um, she's practicing these words, like singing a song. And Saxon, the weird guy who's moved into the high Hancock's house. Hancock's old house. He spots her and he's like, ah, fucking seen her now. I've, I've, I've got something over her. Why would you practice in a school if you want to keep it a secret? Practice at home, dickhead. Made no sense. Made no sense at all. Maybe she's just really keen to practice. Maybe. Uh, but I don't, to be honest, I don't think she needs to practice at this point. She's really good. Like, I don't think singing is something you need to continually work on. Like, you're either good at singing or not. Like, you can probably be okay at singing and get a little bit better. Yeah. But at a certain point, you just go, yeah, I'm fucking great at singing. I'm just just going to walk up on stage and sing these songs. I don't need to practice. I know the yeah. words. I'm just going to sing. Yeah. You can be a, a, a good level of singer just by always being a good singer. Yeah, exactly. And then just singing when you need to. Don't practice singing. Mentally. Do you think that is that works the same for fingering? No, that's do you think you're a naturally good fingerer, or can you get better with practice, Peyton? Uh, no, that's definitely one of the things where you definitely need the practice. Okay, cool. cool. Uh, I mean, you can't you... just walk onto stage and start fingering and expect to be good. You're telling me you need to actually put in the practice time. I mean, you need a little bit of natural talent, but okay, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's why I always enjoy doing the actions at school. Like, there you go. <laughs> so yeah there we go Tani's a great singer Delta Grunham's well you know a great singer but is not really showing it at this point 
and the kids think they've now got something on Tani. No idea where this is fucking going. Uh, Is it sci-fi? Is it a school drama? Who knows? You've got to keep powering through, haven't you? It's got to keep powering through. (laughs) Uh, Should we talk about the ego? So Penny's been on holiday. Wasn't booked for the last five episodes. No, she's like, yeah, I've been on holiday. Uh, But I'm pretty sure she's only been away for like two episodes. And she's like, yeah, I just went on holiday. Yeah. Doesn't say where she went. Doesn't say why she went. Doesn't say who she went with. Just wasn't in the show for three or four episodes, I think. Yeah, because to be fair, like there's nobody in this show more than Penny at the moment. She's in fucking every scene. She is the hardest working cunt on this show right now. Yeah, she probably is. Um, And she's like, right, I've been on holiday. Uh, I mean, I was actually still working at Cafe, but I was definitely, I was still he just pays me holiday pay rather than normal pay. Uh, and he's like, she's like, right, Darcy, I want to know if you will marry me. And he's like, uh, not a fucking chance. And she's a bit of a bitch about this because he's like, because he doesn't say no. Like, he's not saying no. He basically says, look, I, I am in love with you. I do want to be with you. Love spending time with you. We've got something really special. I just don't want to really get married at this at this moment in time. And she's like, whoa, hang on. What? And she calls like, him out on this. He's been quite... They've not been together that long in the scheme of the show. Yeah. Like, and it was a bit touch and go to begin with. They've only been proper together and happy for about two months, I think. Not even that. I would say about Probably two not. weeks. Because he did dump her a couple of weeks ago. This is it. They've been back together about two weeks, I'd say. Okay. She's well, like, there you right, go. When we get married, cunt. And he's just like, whoa, slow down. This makes no sense. Why would I marry you? I did meet this other blonde last week who I did turn down, although that was very difficult to do. Um, But he does, I think he does, he he takes like the mature kind of... He does. uh, He's definitely growing. He's definitely growing as a person until he decides that he sees D upset and goes, right, I'm going to fuck with this bitch. Whoa, I thought he was being... He's changed. Because he no. started telling D he'd changed, which definitely means he hasn't changed. If you've got to tell someone you've changed, you haven't fucking changed. <laughs> exactly. You see D's upset, because don't worry, we'll get to it. Um, and he's like, he's like, oh, you're a bit upset, are you? Oh, you're having a bit of a cry, are you? Well, fucking Darcy's just turned some bitch down. Yeah. He basically <laughs> says, look, I'm a new man. But I was about it. <laughs> Aren't I fucking great? You're upset. Do you think a good finger will get you over it? I mean, what can't that solve? <laughs> uh, so, but he, what he does, he always does this. Every time he speaks to D, he then goes and does something really extravagant. And again, I I'm like convinced this as well, though. This is brilliant. Again, I'm convinced it's just to fucking rub it in Dee's face. And that is his primary motivation for everything he does is just to rub it in Dee's face. Uh, or rub it in Dee's face, either way. Uh, he decides to hire a horse and carriage and go, you know, you can still have the fairy tale. Still definitely not marrying you, but here's a fucking horse and carriage. Well, I think this is good. It's a horse, really... carriage. We can yeah. fucking get around. We can go around Lasters, around Harold's Cafe on yeah. a fucking horse and carriage. 
this is it. Like, because she was giving it the big one. She wanted the fairy tale. She wanted the romance. He's being romantic. He's got her a fucking horse and cart. He's, he, he says, you can have the fairy tale. If you, like, you're picking out these things, which is the, the wedding is. Like, you ought to be the princess. I'm going to treat you like a princess. I said, I think fair play to the lad. And she's like, well, yeah, brilliant. I will come around this horse and cart with you. We're getting married, though. And he's like, well, no, that's a bit extreme and ridiculous. But we could go on a nice afternoon on a horse and cart, which is kind of what you want anyway. And she fucking strops off. I know. That's probably, it looks like a good finger in carriage as well. Okay, you need to, you need to stop. <laughs> you need to stop. Right, that's the last one, I promise. Uh, but yeah, like you'd, you'd still go around the doors. Like it was, yeah. it was a perfectly sound gesture. Uh, but no, she strops off. Uh, Darcy explains himself, which he doesn't. Ex- he's already explained himself about three times at this point. He just reiterates the same points, and she goes, "Ah, oh, well, okay then, fine, whatever." Uh, oh, by the way, meeting my sister for lunch. And Daz is like, all right, great. That'll be nice to meet your family. Uh, and she's like, yeah, but you need to be careful, though. She's a bit of a man eater, you know? Uh, she's a bit like me and that dad, but worse. Uh, and Daz is like, yeah, whatever. Doesn't matter. Uh, and of course, as predicted. As predicted. As predicted by you. This is why we're award winning. Uh, because your host of sorts said this will 100% be Penny's sister, and it is 100% Penny's sister. Uh, it's called Cindy. Cindy, the hot blonde. Uh, and it's an awkward lunch because Cindy's straight away going, I, yeah, I know you. But she doesn't. She doesn't say it. She doesn't reveal this to Penny. No. The penny has not dropped. No, uh, the penny has not. Hey, <laughs> I just say it. Wow, fucking hell. Wow. <laughs> Uh, no, but she does wait till Penny gets off for whatever reason. She's got a shift at the cafe or whatever. And she's like, right, I've got something on you, cunt. And Darcy, the whole time is just like, fuck yeah. Yeah, I've got some wrong. He pays for he pays for the dinner, but it's obviously not over. She's going to hold this over him a little bit longer. I think she'll probably come on to him again. Um, And Penny will find out. Like, yeah, Darcy knows he, he, like, as much as the guy's got an ego, he knows when he's fucking, he knows when he's beat, yeah. So he's being nice, he's getting through, he's going, yeah, okay, yeah, fine, no problem. I'll pay for lunch, don't worry about it. He's being as nice and as cordial as he can about this, but he knows, he knows he's not got a leg to stand on here. Uh, yeah, so looks like Cindy's going to play around with him a little bit more. Uh, poor Darcy. Poor Darcy. It's not going to end well for him, is it, Ian? No, but we'll have some fun watching his uh, his troubles. And for once, he's not done anything wrong in this. You know, he's risked his career. He risked his career. He's Yeah, and he he looks like he's going to end up empty-handed from all this. Well, let's see. We never know. We'll see. We'll watch uh, a few more episodes next week. How many episodes do I watch? Uh, Random number five. I'm all right with that. Um, so finally, when we get to this storyline, uh, which I'm calling Toad D. Get yeah. it? Yeah, I do. Toad. Yeah, you don't have to explain it. I got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lovely. First time. Fabulous. Uh, so D's sorting through the CDs. Uh, nice little nod. She finds some other ones. Go, oh, these are Lances. Yeah, I like <laughs> that. 
which was a nice little nod. You know, every now and again, they, there's clearly a writer on the show who loves being on the show and has these little nods. And yeah, it, it was a nice little that. Uh, but she's just starting through Tony's stuff, going, Well, you're moving out, so I'm just going to start starting through your stuff now. And Tony's a bit taken aback by this, obviously, because he's like, Can you like stop sorting through my stuff, please? Dee's uh, sister shows up. Didn't know she had one. Didn't know she had one. She rocks up as if like she's been in the show before. I haven't seen her before. They no. don't look like they're sisters in the slightest. I know. They don't even do like. At least with so with Penny and Cindy, they've gone. Oh, at least they're both blonde. There you go. Yeah. You go. Okay, you can see can see the resemblance. Different hair color. Literally nothing. That's the like they don't look any way the same. Um, and yeah, it didn't re- it didn't really work. She comes out of absolutely nowhere, just rocks up, um, and then she doesn't just rock up to see D or like she's having trouble at her mum's house, or whatever. So she says, "Can I stay with you for a bit?" Then it turns out, and I don't know if this is carrying on or not, because I'm sure I watched another maybe three or four episodes after this. She knows Boyd and the fucking fox. Oh, no, she's the secret fox person. She's the secret fox person. Which, yeah, I didn't think that was going anywhere. But it hasn't, it still hasn't really gone anywhere. She like, she kind of reveals to Boyd, like, she sees him in the coffee shop and Dee thinks, oh, she quite likes Boyd or whatever, which felt weird because Boyd's about 14 and Dee's sister's about 20 or something. So that was a, we might have to do some other, some more Peter watch, I don't know. Um, but then it was like, ah, if you, if you're reading about foxes, I know about the fucking fox. But then nothing happened with the fox unless I've missed it. No, nothing happened because he's keeping it in a shed or something. Yeah. Um, secret shed with a secret fox in it. And Dee's sister, sister somehow knows about this fox, but then nothing happens with Dee's sister and the fox. Yeah, it's fucking mental. Like, I think at first they were trying to play it going, oh, you know, she's a bliss, you know, she's a bit of a flirt, a bit of a man-eater, you know. But no, they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, she's really into foxes. She knows about the fox. She knows about the fox. I, 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 again, I don't get where this fox thing is fucking going on. What, what's no going happen? to happen to this fox? Is this fox going to stay on the street? Is it going to be the new pet? But you can't, because you can't keep it. Foxes as pets. No, and the thing is with the well, fox... he's not got like, rabies from it. We thought that's where it was going. Yeah, the fox has already bit him, so it's not even going to end and they have to get rid of the fox because it's bit him. That's happened now. The fox is still knocking about. Now Dee's sister knows about this fox. Yeah, what's, what's this fox going to do? No fox given. <laughs> there's the name of this week's episode <laughs> uh, so yeah weird side step there uh, so yeah he's packing up Tony's stuff he's obviously upset about that they talk a bit uh, and then Tony's like well yeah I'm going to be leaving when you're working so I suppose this is goodbye see you later, see you later. Um <laughs> And then he cuts to Toadie and he's like, oh, I'm going to miss this house. And you're like, he's all reminiscing. And you're like, oh, this is quite sad. You know, Toadie has been in this house a little time now. You know, he's seen loads of people come and go. And he's like, right, come on, Bob. I'm like, you can't just take the dog. He's having the dog. He's, he's, just, he's, he's like, I'm going to fucking have this dog. And come on, Bob. And he literally just scoops Bob off and goes, come on, me and you are off. I'm like, you can't just take the dog. That's you can, like, just because D's gone through your CDs, you can't just take Bob. Well, Sarah Beaumont left in the dog, so I think he's entitled to the dog. Mm. We don't know where he's moving to, do we? No, and he's, yeah, there's no, 
there's no mention of where he's moving to at all. And the thing is as well, like, I know we, we've said on here when people leave, it's just whoever's booked that day kind of sees them off. He's le- he's leaving the street. For all intents and purposes, leaving the show of neighbours, he will no longer be their neighbour. Yeah, because that's the whole concept of the show. Is that's that the show. He's, the he, he's, he's fucking off. Nobody gives a shit that he's moving. No. Like, he has to kidnap Bob. No one gives a shit. No one's saying, oh, see, like, no one's come out <laughs> to see him. There's not been a party. He's just moved house. And nobody cares. But the whole premise of the show is he's their neighbour. Yeah. It's mental. Uh, and then he shows back up a couple of minutes later. And he's like, oh, I've got A couple of minutes later? He shows up a couple of minutes later back at the house. <laughs> Yeah, I then, thought this was going to be. Oh, I've not seen Toady for a bit. Oh, we've kind of drifted apart a little bit here. Two minutes later, he turns up with, with one of her vests. And goes, oh yeah, this was in mine. And she's like, oh, did you try it on? And he's like, no, don't be silly. Uh, but he obviously, like, but but the it's implied that he has tried it on. I mean, you would, wouldn't you? No. <laughs> would you? I'd not? probably smell it, but I wouldn't try it on. <laughs> I'd probably keep it at that point. I'd be going like, yeah, it's going to keep this. Reminds me of D. I'll get a good couple of weeks out of this before it just stops smelling like D. <laughs> uh, so he got, yeah, and he and he looks like he's about to say something to D. They have a little bit of a joke. Like, oh, I really miss close, you. aren't they? They are quite close together when they're having yeah, this chat. And he looks like he's about to say something. And then Saxon shows up and goes, all right, your sister about. Uh, he's well, like, pro- yeah, she's yeah. promised him tea. He's come round for tea. Yes, yeah, because he's been eating Harold's lasagna otherwise. Yeah, um, yeah, and he interrupts it, and then the moment's gone. Then the moment's gone. Uh, so yeah, when are, when are these two crazy cats going to get together? Maybe in the next five episodes. Maybe in the next five episodes. Uh, it could be. Uh, so we'll watch those five episodes next week. Yep. Um, and then it'll probably take about three weeks to get another podcast together, I imagine. Uh, well, it's going to be busy, obviously. It's a busy time of year. People it's, getting uh, ill. Is, this is the week of Christmas. It is. Um, and then we'll we'll probably try and organise it. That, what, what, what they call the perineum in between Christmas and New Year. Is that what they call it? That's what they call it, yeah. It's, uh, it's the perineum, you know, because it's in, the t- in between. What bit. knobheads are saying that? Why, why use, why use like more? It's like, it's, again, it's the thesaurus thing. Just use simple words that everyone can enjoy and understand. Like, don't get carried away. Are you trying to impress? Come on. <laughs> We're all friends here. <laughs> yeah, it is. it will be that in between week, between Christmas and New Year. I think well, I think that's a good because I don't know about you, but I, it's it's a bit of a lost time, isn't it? You never quite know what day it is. It's a bit like, oh, that was brilliant Christmas, but it's finished, and oh, New Year will be exciting with new things going on. But that's a a couple of days away. You need something to get you through. What's it called? The perineum. Perineum, yeah. You need someone to get you through the perineum. We are the answer. Yeah, we are the. The, the cream for the parody, I don't know. I don't know. Do you <laughs> think Tim will be here for that? Uh, I don't. I, I'd be very surprised. I would have just said straight no straight away. No, I'd, I'd, I'm not saying it's a... I'm not 
Because I reckon it'll listen to this and feel really bad, as he should. I think there's more chance of Delta Goodrum than Tim. <laughs> and if we can have only one, I know which one I'm picking. Well, I'll message. Well, I'll message both. Message them both. Whoever Seems replies first is in. Is in. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll get. There'll be we'll we'll get a podcast out next week. Do not worry. Do not worry. You like like you said. You you'll be stuck in between that doldrum of Christmas and New Year. You won't quite yeah. know what to do with yourself. Uh, you'll be you know you live out all your Christmas stuff. And like I say, it's not quite New Year. You'll have watched all the stuff you want to watch. You won't be watching Christmas films because it's pointless after Christmas. Stop watching Christmas films after Christmas Day. Agreed. Um, you won't know what to do with yourself. So dive in to the neighbourhood. Really watch we'll be here for you. We'll be here. And if you want, go on Daily Motion and watch these episodes as well. And then when we're making the jokes, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that bit. Yeah, because I watched it on Daily Motion. Neighbours UK fans forever. So... Nice one. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, should we wish you a Merry Christmas? If you celebrate Christmas, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I, I just wish wish you a, a good a good week. Whatever you're doing, whether you like Christmas, whether you don't, um, just yeah, have a nice week. Stay safe. Yeah. Look I'm... after yourselves. Yeah, don't get any don't get any nasty illnesses that are going around. Don't do They're that. Really fucking debilitating. Exactly, and if if you can, you know, fit in a cheeky finger in, do it. <laughs> Tis the season. <laughs> <laughs>